Brenda Lane, an Underpinnings podcast, is presented by Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon in St. Joseph. Also sponsored by Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville and Taylor Rental Party Plus in Benton Harbor. No doubt it's going to be a different kind of holiday, but that doesn't mean gifting can't be just as fun. At Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Concept Salon in St. Joseph, love is in the present. In anticipation of the season, all Aveda gift sets are 20% off for you, for someone else, or start your holiday shopping. Aveda products are holiday favorites from hair care to self-care, made with pure flower and plant aromas. Call ahead for your appointment to shop with an Aveda guest service specialist who will create Create your home care plan as you shop and fulfill your order. Or place your order ahead and pay with a credit card for curbside pickup. Either way, strict adherence to virus safety measures are practiced, and that's why you must call first to shop. 269-556-1999. That's 556-1999. Either way, get 20% off all Aveda gift sets and gift it forward. Combine it with a Frederick and Kimberly's gift certificate for pampering they'll thank you for. Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon, corner of Palmar and Red Arrow Highway, St. Joseph. Frederickandkimberleys.com. That's Frederick with a C. Virtual hugs from everyone at Frederick and Kimberly's this holiday season. Hello, everyone. And if you are listening to this on the posted date, I also want to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone from Underpinnings Marketing. Today, I am really excited to get an update from Michael Hoy, who is the founder and president of the Legacy Group of Benton Harbor. And you've probably seen and heard a lot about this group and some of the preservation work that they're doing in the Benton Harbor area. Michael, welcome and happy holiday to you. Happy turkey day to you. Yeah. So let's start, uh, get right into this here by explaining and telling everyone what is the legacy group of Benton Harbor and what precipitated you starting this organization? Well, sure. Um, Well, I'm the president and founder of the Benton Harbor Historical Preservation Society. And one day I was driving past this magnificent piece of property that sits at the corner of Pipestone and Broadway in Bellevue in the city of Benton Harbor. And it's the oldest church in Benton Harbor dating back to 1866. And as I was driving past it, just looking at the marvelousness of it, cause I've never actually been in the building in my whole entire life. <laughs> that, uh, that uh, was that your Turkey? Was that your Turkey? Running? <laughs> yeah, that turkey. it's still really raw. That turkey. It, it needs to be cooked. Okay, great. <laughs> so, I, uh, I was driving past the back of the building and there's this lovely old lady with, you know, with gray hair carrying water out of the building and, and she's carrying debris and things of that stuff out of the building. And I was like, and she looked like a caretaker. And I'm like, well, let me go check out, check this out. And I met this lady, her name is Dolores Fester. And she, she, I introduced myself to her and she's the caretaker of the building. She's been the caretaker for many, many years. And she invited me in and we saw the condition of the building and the building has been sitting here for quite a long time. And I I just said, well, what's going on with it? And she goes, well, you'll have to contact um, the owners, which is Trinity, which is out of Chicago. So I contacted Trinity out of Chicago in, in, you know, preparations of the historical society. And um, we just said, Hey, what's going on with the property? And they said, well, it's kind of sitting there and it's being utilized a little here and there. 
and but it's not being utilized to its best capacity. So as I started to work with uh, Deacon uh, Bentley, Wilford Bentley out of Trinity, out of Chicago, uh, we really we really bonded. And in that bond, um, we were able to develop a, a conscious uh, a, a concept as to how this property could be better utilized in the community. And with that, I, I came up with the legacy group because it's a legacy that has happened here in this uh, historic piece of property from the clocks to the Philstrups to the Sheffields to the Hinkleys. I mean, all the great names, of Elijah Gray. I mean, all the great Mr. Saunders. I mean, they all came through, you know, this, this church. I mean, the Uptons attended here. I mean, and all just names and names and names that just continually compile upon each other. And it was it was through Trinity out of Chicago that saw the work that I was doing here in the community that said, you know what, let's relinquish this back to the community and let's, you know, let's allow Michael to formulate a 501c3. And uh, and with that, that's how we've been able to acquire the property to become a community center for the inner city youth of Benton Harbor and return this property into what it's just such a gem back to the community to allow the community to actually have a part in this fantastic piece of property. Michael, for the, the uninitiated, we're referring to the um, building that is known as the First Congregational Church of Benton yes, Harbor, correct? Yes, UCC. Yes, okay. UCC. Right. Let's talk about the history of that building because it does have uh, a lot of history in, in the Benton Harbor area. And it has a, a prominent history, as you mentioned, based on the churchgoers and things that have happened in and out of that building. Can you give us kind of the, the uh, I guess, the this is your life of the UCC in Benton Harbor? Well, uh, you know, what UCC was really about and what this church was about was really about community. And they really watched what was going on in the community and what was going on abroad. And they were doing things like in Cambodia. I mean, they were doing outreach things in Cambodia back in, in the 40s and 50s. I mean, this church brought in speakers from Russia during, you know, when it was, you know, the Cold War. I mean, this church brought in speakers from Nova Scotia. They brought in people from from China when there, you know, it was the Great Wall and you just never got stories out of China. I mean, this was a cutting edge uh, you know, congregation. And they also watched what was going on in the communities uh, when, you know, they, we talk about the white flight. I mean, they kept really great records as to who was maneuvering through Benton Harbor, who were doing things in Benton Harbor, how were they going to hold a community together and how could they play a vital part of it? I mean, this, this church was very much cutting edge of um, provocative uh, conversation. Uh, sometimes, you know, when, when I read through, you know, all the archives that are still here, you know, how Mr. Saunders and Mr. Hinkley and Mr. Gray got together on cold winter nights as they walked down Pipestone and had what, you know, I kind of call their brown mumbler talk, which is they have a cup of brandy or a whiskey. And they would sit here and talk about how, you know, Bent Harbor was moving forward and, and how it played a vital role in, in southwest Michigan. And those things is, is what this church and this property always, you know, uh, fornicated, which was, you know, to bring more wealth and well-being, not to themselves, but to the community as a whole. And they brought their riches here and they, they, they contributed to the well-being of Benton Harbor. And that's what, you know, when I looked at what I could do with this property, that's exactly what I intend to do was how can it contribute back into the community and be a vital, you know, artery into the inner city uh, for the city of Benton Harbor. Well, in the 70s and, and 80s, 
80s and even into the 90s, uh, that church really was a part of the community, housing many other local not-for-profits like um, the Samaritan 100%, Center at yeah. one point was actually housed there. And the Literacy Council, people used to go there to learn how to, you know, how to Monday read. Monday Night Musical that, you know, started here. The Brown, the Brown, Monday the Brown, the Brown concert started. And we can also go into, yep. I think, which is, you know, you know, the, uh, the Blossom Time itself started here. I mean, back in, I think it was. Tell us about that, yeah, Michael. So, Tell us that story. So, you know, back in, I think it was, let's see here. Um, the Reverend W.J. Caddy in, in 1906, as he was speaking to the parishioners in, in the beginning of spring, he spoke about how the blossoms were the rejuvenation of a long winter and, and to uh, go out and see the riches of the fruits of the community and to rejuvenate your life, rejuvenate your soul and start new and, and find your connection with your community, find your connection with Christ and find your connection with your faith and your spirit and re-blossom yourself, re-blossom your community. And that started right here in this building back in uh, 1906. Yeah, as a former Blossom Time board member, I do have to correct you on sure, one thing. Ahead. And it's the Reverend Katie. What did I say, Caddy? C-A-D-Y. Yeah, it's Reverend Katie. Oh, thank you. But thank yeah, you. that was you know, really. Brenda, thank you so much because this is not my church. That's okay. No, when, when I say this, this is not my church, it's not my. I, I was, I belong to right. St. John's and, and St. Bernard's and my mother made us, you know, 100% only to know our faith and our, and her belief and our belief and things of that nature. So we didn't attend to different churches. Like, you know, the peace temple, I've never been in the peace temple until probably two years ago. I never, oh, I never went. Up, okay. Yeah. So I don't know about UCC faith. And so I'm learning more about the church, about the building, uh, you know, during this COVID time, I just read and read and read and read. Apparently I, I said the gentleman's name wrong. But, um, yeah, I mean, so I'm learning more and I, I'm not I, I don't hide out on that fact that I'm learning more and more of what this church has meant to people, what it's meant to the community, uh, the role that it's played in people's lives. And that just enriches me even more. So what is the current status of the 501C3, uh, the current status of the building? Uh, and then we'll talk about some of your future plans and, and hopes and visions. Well, right now we are 100% of 501C3. Uh, we were uh, granted that through the IRS and then through the state, through Laura and things of that nature. We have our solicitation license through the attorney general. So we're all set up. And thank you very much to Mark Miller, who is our lawyer, who's helped us put all that together and formulate all that. And he's actually part of our board. But um, with that, we just really wanted to stabilize the building. You know, the building had not been accessed in full uh, facilitation purposes for so long that uh, we just wanted to stabilize the building and just do some restorations and some really, you know, minor repairs that needed to be done here so we could just stabilize it for the first full winter that we have it as a board. And after the... And by the way, it really, excuse sure. me, it really is a grand building and has... Uh, a phenomenal and historic organ. Oh yes, actually, it, uh, right? yes, I actually contacted the historical society about the organ, and it's one of the last Skinner organs of its kind in the U.S. In fact, really? we're, we are led to believe it is the last Skinner organ of its type, which was donated from uh, Mr. Clock, yes, and his family. Okay, all right. So there is restoration work 
that needs to be done? Have you already started on that project? Yeah. So, you know, some of the plaster work and some of the drywall and not really dry with the plaster work and the framing that is behind that we had to take out and things of that nature. And, and we're, we're working on those kind of basic things. And, you know, um, the building sat for some time and we had to take care of what we call the gray mold. It was that soft gray mold. We did that two years ago. And I learned that, you know, it's not just that you have to spray bleach and do those kind of chemicals, but you have to go back with apple cider vinegar, which will then kill off the fungus and the fungi after that. So that was, you know, we got to smell like the apple cider vinegar here for, for quite some time during the summer of 2018, 19. But, you know, we, we took care of those things and they're under control. And, you know, I have to give a really great shout out to Chris Cook from Avermar. He did an engineering study on the property and it, that would have cost us thousands and thousands of dollars. And he did that out of the kindness of his heart and for his love for the city of Benton Harbor. And we are, and really, we actually found the original blueprints from 1926 from WEF Hunter, who was the architect uh, from Detroit, who actually did the Detroit library and Detroit opera house and things of that nature. We found all of his blueprints and his writings and things of that nature. And um, we know that the bell tower is 100% in, in steel case frames. The, the bells are 100% safe uh, because of what is called the, well, it starts with a B. Um, how the bells are kept up there, but each floor has two inches of concrete. So the bells are secure. The building is oh. secure and we're just in a really good place with that. And we just really want to, you know, regroup after the holidays and bring our board back together. And, you know, we had Bert Pearson here in the building and he walked through the building with us. We had people like our public safety director, Dan McGinnis, cause he wanted to take a look at it with his, just his inquiring. Cause you know, he believes in, in such a strong faith of God. And just, he, we, we looked at those kind of, you know, hazard things and stuff of that nature. So we're 100% sitting in a good place to continue on with this project of restoration and preservation. When you refer to Burt Pearson, you're talking about Pearson Construction. Yes, yes. Right? In fact, they, they played a role in, in a lot of the construction, uh, you know, in, in times that went on here. Uh, we actually had Mike Gary over here from uh, from St. Joe, Gary Roofing, and uh, to take a look at the roof, which is a slate roof, and just things like that. So we just wanted to make sure, you know, that, you know, one thing that the, that the congregation did in 2007 before they uh, uh, shifted this ownership over to Trinity Chicago, they put in an, an extensive electrical uh, power grid downstairs, electrical box power grid, and they did an uh, extensive, um, uh, what would you say, emergency alarms and fire smoke detectors. I mean, it's state of the art. It's incredible what they did here. And they were really looking for to preserve this building as best as they could, even though that they were allowing it to, you know, be turned over to another uh, congregation in Chicago. Oh, they also so they went more over they, the they put in a brand new furnace. Oh, too. They put in a brand new furnace too, which was great. Nice. And uh, city plumbing yeah. and heating has come over uh, every so often and, and, they, and they take care of it and they, they update it and things of that nature. Uh, the elevator has been uh, constantly been taken care of and things of that nature. There's an elevator here was from the Van Antrop family of uh, Van's pharmacy uh, was donated from that family. And, you know, we've had the fill strups here. We've had a lot of different people walk through the building and it, it's, 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 it's creating a lot of excitement and things of that nature, knowing that, you know, this property is being returned back to the community to become a community center. 
Well, it's nice that you mentioned so many of the people that are helping. I was going to ask you if you are utilizing a lot of volunteers in the work that you're doing now, and can you use more volunteers? Oh, 100%. You know, the Morton House, 100%, they have over 100 whatever uh, people in their membership. They, they, they volunteer to come over here and help clean and dust and, and oil the, the, the furniture and all of that. So we haven't been able to do that because of COVID, but just knowing that that's out there. You know, Peter Clovis came over here. He's like one of my, our sound boards and, and part of our advisory team. You know, they, they've helped walk me through a lot of different things. Um, I mean, uh, from Brian Tutton. I mean, so what we're getting ready to do is just to give a really great Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day and just thank all the people that have been my soundboard, been collaborating with me, uh, allowing me just to bounce ideas off of them. And that's really what this is. It's coming from the community. It's coming from people that, you know, have a genuine interest of his story. You know, we had Ken Inkley over here who's done, you know, multiple projects in the city of Benton Harbor. The Sheffield building, Mr. Sheffield was a huge anchor for this building and things of that nature of this church. So it's it's really exciting to, you know, be able to pull different people in that have done big works here in the city. And even the small conversations that we're having, I just got a text from somebody up in Grand Rapids that their their parents went here and they're, they're wondering if the bells work and if the bells could be rung in their memory and that's something else that we're going to be working on well i like that idea well in fact just about a week ago last uh, a week ago wednesday you had a, a recognition event a facebook live event that people can still go to your facebook page and take a look at right Michael? Yeah, that's a live facebook uh, that we did uh on wednesday november 18th they can go to the face our Facebook, the Legacy Group of Benton Harbor. It's all one word, the Legacy Group of Benton Harbor. And you can see a lot of the interior shots of the building. Uh, there'll be some live uh, tours of the building and things of that nature, so that people can really reminisce about you know the building. And then they can see that that Thanksgiving uh, event that we did uh, a couple weeks ago. All right. And what is the the vision? What's the hope for the future when you? look out when all the renovation and restoration is done, what do you foresee the building being used for some practical uses? Well, you know, what I'm looking to, what, what we are looking as a board is how this building can be utilized as a church. Okay. And we may partner back up with UCC. We may partner up with, with another entity, but you know, we really want to keep it that, it, that there is a church here. In some form, it may be, you know, different churches being able to rent it at different times. But we see a wedding venue here. We see, you know, a culinary arts school here. We see the arts for the community here. We, you know, the Sonner Hall sits about five to six hundred people in the auditorium. There's a movie theater inside this building. I mean, it's just massive, you know, and in the sanctuary alone sits I think it says properly 600, 800 uncomfortably. I think that's how they wrote it. Uh, and then there's a, okay. and then there's actually another church inside of a church here. There's the Annie Banyan Chapel, which is another private chapel, which is separate. But really what we're focusing on is the inner city youth of Benton Harbor and bringing art and culture and awareness uh, to into the inner city uh parts of Benton Harbor and just being a, a link to the downtown community of the arts. And we're kind of taking the module of, of what happened in the uh, community renewal through the arts, through the Mendels and taking that same, same kind of concept and just taking that pod, if you will, and replacing it and, and cross pollinating it up here into this property here and making it a fine arts building, making it a cultural center, making it open to the community uh, and just bringing back the arts and bringing back community into this property and just allow them to enjoy that. And with that, that we're also open to anybody who has suggestions and, and things that what maybe they would like to see 
with the property and how maybe they could be a part of that. So we're opening up that conversation and it's open to the public. All right. Well, you can stay up to date with what's happening with the Legacy Group of Benton Harbor by uh, taking a look at or joining their Facebook page. Michael, is there another way that people could reach you if they're looking to help uh, or to volunteer or to make a donation? Uh, sure. My name is Michael Hoy, H-O-Y-H. You can do Hoy at hotmail.com. You can find me through Facebook. Uh, I'm very sociable on Facebook, so you can find me that way. And again, you know, it's just a really, it, I, I, I'm sitting in a property that the marvels of Benton Harbor, you know, the tycoons are really were the movers and the shakers of the 20s and 30s. And I'm trying to follow their footsteps. I mean, they collaborated. They, 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 they brought themselves together and they weren't, you know, they brought different people in to achieve the things that needed to be achieved for the city of Benton Harbor. And that's really what I'm following, trying to follow those footsteps is, is to bring really great minds and great people together. And, and even people that may not have the great, great, uh, you know, um, how would you say just bringing people together? Okay. And not everybody's going to, you know, have the same ideas, but you know, I'm open to listen and that's just what this is because it's going to be a community center and that's what we want. We just want to bring people together. Michael, thank you so much for all of your community activism, because I know that there are many other things that you're involved in. This is just the one that we're focusing on today. Michael Hoy is the founder and president of the Legacy Group of Benton Harbor, among many other things. Uh, but thank you so much for your update. And I'd love to send you to the Legacy Group of Benton Harbor Facebook page to take a look at what's happening at this property. Thank you so much. I'm Brenda Lane. And again, happy Thanksgiving. No doubt it's going to be a different kind of holiday, but that doesn't mean gifting can't be just as fun. At Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Concept Salon in St. Joseph, love is in the present. In anticipation of the season, all Aveda gift sets are 20% off for you, for someone else, or start your holiday shopping. Aveda products are holiday favorites from hair care to self-care, made with pure flower and plant aromas. Call ahead for your appointment to shop with an Aveda guest service specialist who will create Create your home care plan as you shop and fulfill your order. Or place your order ahead and pay with a credit card for curbside pickup. Either way, strict adherence to virus safety measures are practiced, and that's why you must call first to shop. 269-556-1999. That's 556-1999. Either way, get 20% off all Aveda gift sets and gift it forward. Combine it with a Frederick and Kimberly's gift certificate for pampering they'll thank you for. Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon, corner of Palmar and Red Arrow Highway, St. Joseph. Frederickandkimberleys.com. That's Frederick with a C. Virtual hugs from everyone at Frederick and Kimberly's this holiday season. Brenda Lane, an underpinnings podcast, is presented by Frederick and Kimberly's Aveda Salon in St. Joseph. Also sponsored by Full Circle Cafe and Espresso Bar in Stevensville and Taylor Rental Party Plus in Benton Harbor. To see resources related to this podcast for sponsorship information or suggest a topic, visit underpinningsmarketing.com. Follow Underpinnings Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Brenda Lane, an underpinnings podcast, is produced by Jackie Bysel at Underpinnings Marketing. Thank you for listening and share with your friends.